0: Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 40, the we've just bought a Porsche and given Edelston a call, midlife crisis version of the podcast, the lead three quarters of the way off. Podcast. It's getting there. It's getting there. The last Time catch up podcast is a uh, is a story about two blokes that have known each other forever, who get together most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk everything Essendon Football Club. And I can assure you, we've been doing that over the last twenty four hours. With me is Scotty.
1: Hello, everyone. Yeah, we're. This is a pretty much a pumped up version of the, of the oh, podcast. Oh, baby. Uh, anyone who knows me knows I love beating the Sydney Swans. They're kind of my uh even even with some of their injuries, they're still kind of a yardstick to know where my club's at as at a professional level. And uh it came through with
0: flying colours. Absolutely flying colours. <laughs> Scotty and I were just talking about this before the podcast started. We're going, All right, so we're gonna do three two ones and we're gonna talk about who played well, who didn't. Like seriously there's twenty two blokes that played well. Yeah. There's nobody that we could sort of point out that went, oh, could probably could probably improve a little bit. That's about as perfect a game as the bombers have played in 20 years.
1: Yeah, you cannot like normally when you say, oh, you know, Cole needs to pick up his game a bit. We've always said it, but this was a complete team demolition. Everyone, yeah, everyone played their role to perfection. Uh, And I tell you what, I just love the fact that. Sydney came out in the first five, 10 minutes. Hard. Hard. Did a few cheap shots, I must admit. Yep. Uh, But that's fine. That's, you know, they're a tough club. Uh, And we've just weathered the storm and just slowly churned and churned and then just got on top and then.
0: Just ran it. Absolutely hammered at home. I mean, with the first half, we were bombing it in and a Alir was just mopping it up, doing exactly what, <laughs> what, um, hooker and Hurley do every single week. Yeah. And I love the fact that this club nowadays has the ability to learn from that. Not sort yeah. of at the end of a game, but halfway through the game, stop and go, all right, we need to lower our eyes. And every player does it. Yeah. That well, was the difference. I mean, it's, it's interesting,
1: about a minute and a half to go to a half-time, we've only scored 30 points, so it's almost half-time. And we've scored then, what, 109 points for the game? Shit. So we've really blown them out of the water from that sort of minute and a half to go just before half-time. Uh, we've completely smashed them. And it was so good to see live. I was just like, I must admit, halfway through the last quarter, even when we're about 26, 28 up, I was so comfortable because it was just clearance and inside 50s after each other. And you know, to, to beat the inside 50s, 72-39 to 39 against Sydney. That's nuts. Uh, a huge effort. A huge effort by a midfield that was probably at the start of the year very much questioned about what they could do this year.
0: Without a doubt. And, I mean... and
1: not so much on, on ability, just more that there was young faces there. They're learning each other. Uh, we, there was a lot of unknowns. Like, no one knew Devin Smith at the start of the year was going to be this Devin Smith.
0: <laughs> assure, I can assure you GWS <laughs> don't. Could no. you imagine how badly GWS is spewing right now?
1: And look, no one knew David Myers was going to hit form. Yep. Uh, you have McGrath playing well. Uh, Parrish now coming on. Zyrakis, minus yeah. his injuries, is having a career year. Yeah, and Heppel, the skipper. Oh my goodness. Oh man, Dyson so, Uh Look, let's go through some names I'm going to start off with David Mize and I was lucky enough to be at a really good I had Medellin seats last night um, a bit of a one-off I actually, I'm normally win the, uh, the old And thing the crowd, outer, yep. which I do love by the way uh, but what happened um last night sorry mike we got to oh look out we got some computer <laughs> problems Scotty's computer has
0: just decided to do a <laughs> virus check a virus this check this is live radio how about we um can we click on the we can't even click on it we can't even click on the on the garage band that we're recording this on all right so here we go now we're going to just uh, we're going to fill for a second we're going to fill Whilst we uh, look at this. David Myers. We we're going to have a chat about him, right? Scotty King Contra on the computer. I'll, I'll tell you about David Myers. David Myers, 25 possessions, 15 of them contested. And we're, Okay, we're back. We're back with the technology is working, okay? So, let, yeah, let me talk about
1: David Myers. That was completely, fairly bad podcasting.
0: Sorry. It really was, rather than that. But you know the problem was? Is that the virus check came up and we couldn't even click on GarageBand. <laughs> so we just had to keep going.
1: We're so tech savvy.
0: We're, but we're professionals here.
1: Uh, Look, so let's talk about Myers. Uh, I wanted to actually just follow him for a while while the game was on, just to see the things he was doing. And he completely shut off Kennedy uh, from any influence on the game. So Kennedy's had 23 possessions. He's only had one clearance for the whole game. He only had one possession in the last quarter. And David Myers is Picked up 25 possessions. He's had seven clearances, led the side. Uh, he's had six tackles. He's had 15 contested possessions. Just a huge game. So not only has he been a big offensive weapon, because he kicked an amazing 55-meter goal as well, but he's actually been the tagger as well, and shut out Sydney's most dangerous player that traditionally um, beats us in finals. So
0: I'm... I'm... Yeah, dude. Um, I mean, it, it, David Myers for me, you're exactly the same. It's all of the people that hang it on David Myers and say that he's he's put negative posts on, on uh, social media about him. Mate, you guys should now be screaming from the highest yard arm about David Myers because huge bodied guy who was throwing his body around 15 contested possessions, huge game. Like you could put him in votes. Like, Hulls is probably oh, going to get he's, votes. he's in my votes. Yeah, Hulls yeah. is going to get votes. Yeah. Um, Dyson Heppel's going to get votes. That's fine. Zach Merritt's going to get votes. But you could put David Myers in there because Kennedy's a beast and he well, was if, yeah. ineffectual.
1: If you're judging by last, you know, the final that we lost and Kennedy's influence, and, and Myers being one of the top possession getters, our leading clearances, and stopping that influence from Sydney, I, I mean, I have a strong argument to say... He was equally the most important player on the field.
0: I'd almost agree with you, dude. But, um, but there was just obviously one big guy down back yeah, that, that was just... Incredible. We'll <laughs> get to him. Um, my guy I want to talk about, Darcy Parrish. Yeah, full on, hey? Incredible, man. 26 touches. Best thirteen game. Best, best game, game for, I've seen him play. Yeah, best game 13 contested. Half of his possessions, uh, possessions contested. Um, he was all over the shot. Like, he,
1: yeah, it's the toughest I've seen him in the clinches. Absolutely. He's yeah. not, I mean, he
0: might've been thought of as an outside bloke, but geez, Darcy. And you've got to remember too, he's he's still young.
1: Yeah. He's
0: still young. So he's getting, he's, he's growing up. He's starting to get a bit harder and he's, he's spent all that time in the twos learning how to be mid, a proper midfielder. And I think the club has made a decision now that that's what he is. He's not a pinch hitting forward pocket or a half forward flank or anything like that. The kid's a midfielder and he's showing it. Um, yeah, exactly. Incredible, like Dyson Hepper. What, what more can you say? Uh, it's, it's. He's Mister Reliable at the Captain moment. Captain, incredible yeah. is what the man is. Thirty-one touches again. Um, what are we talking? Contested fourteen of those, nearly half of them contested as well. So, he's a
1: yeah, he's a, having just an incredible. 10 to 12 week period as captain
0: oh, man! in every way. It, you, you couldn't ask for anything more. That's why this podcast is a is a little tough for us to do, guys, because it's like a gloating fest. It's it? a gloating fest. We, we just,
1: but the, I, yeah, that's the fact is, it's like, if you're going to talk about this game, no one played poorly.
0: Nope. And that's, that's why, I mean, <laughs> I look at the, the stats we're looking at the moment, the midfield, um, we go six people deep. Mm-hmm. Heppel, Parish, Meyer, Saad, Merritt, Goddard, and Zarakis. They all got more than 22 touches and Orazio got 19 and he's close enough to 20, right? So that's like, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, sorry, people that have got like 20 touches and that's incredible. It's the support for our A graders in Heppel and Zarakis and and those guys, the support that they're getting from um, Brendan Goddard, from Zarakis, from Adam Saad even is incredible. And yeah. it's it's really showing up on our ability to dominate other people's midfields. Yeah, exactly.
1: And, I mean, you know, probably Langford would have got even a little bit closer if, if yeah, he was was not he? for the injury. So he, was, he had 15, but, he, but again, you know, just little things like he had seven inside 50s and six tackles, just... He's, he's kicking now is becoming a real weapon for the yeah. side. So, um,
0: And that's the other thing. I, was, I said it on the last week's podcast as well, is that how many people can you actually have having 20-odd touches, right? It's incredible that we've got seven people with 20-odd touches, and that's great. But when you've got a midfield of Heppel, Parrish, Myers, Merritt, um, and Zaharakis, Langford's not going to get 25 touches unless he's no. sort of having an incredible game. So, but he's played 15% less less game time too.
1: Um, you can even see it on the, on the, um, on the afl dot com. Yeah. So you know, that's just what it is. But he actually played quite a lot through the forward setup. So they wanted to, um, yeah, they wanted to put him forward quite a, quite a few times to have a presence. So I think that's a learning experience for yeah, to him too. He wasn't always a mid last night. He had a different kind of role. So, but hey. He, <laughs> Absolutely put, nothing wrong put with he's gonna have the ball and and, yeah. and and that's all you can ask and, and really good news that he's got cleared of uh damage, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah heard from a family member this morning and I was like yes
0: (laughs) very excited absolutely because continuity for that kid he's learning the craft in a big way and then they're trying to get him a little bit more education by chucking him in a forward pocket to Mm. be that dangerous midfielder that can go forward especially if we've got Zach and and Heppel and Parrish and Myers and all these Zyrakis doing well in the midfield you can afford to put Langford forward where he's absolutely dangerous
1: yeah uh, but he's 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 actually looking like he's getting has a little bit more time now, like a Pendlebury. Yeah. Not not to that level, obviously yet. But but he's it's just looking like Pendlebury. he he's understanding the tempo of the game and looks more in control when he has it. Absolutely. He's thinking through everything. So. Yeah. Uh, look, let's. It's a great sort of introduction to the podcast. We'll we'll have a break. A. Eh?
0: Yeah, let's have a bit of a break. We'll come back with a few other guys we haven't spoken about. Cool. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, um, the backline, Scotty. The backline, that incredible backline led by the Bear himself. Now, I reckon that's got to be one of the best games I've ever seen Michael Hurley play Mm -hmm. on probably the best forward running around at the moment. He, dead set, he gave Buddy Franklin a bath. Absolutely embarrassed him. Buddy, I, I love Buddy. Everybody loves Buddy, right? But my point is, is that um, my point is, is that it should be, um, Buddy should be chasing the ball when it hits the deck. Buddy has a tendency every now and then, in my opinion, to be. It hits the ball hits his pack if he doesn't mark it and it's not really close to him. He sort of gives up on the chase. Hurls made the spoil the ball hit the deck, and then even better after that, he didn't sort of have to wrestle with him about the ball. He went and got the ball and cleared the area by 40 metres. He was just dominant. Like, he just, he owned, buddy. he... looks uh, like he's got... How many years do you reckon Michael he has got in him? Because he did set looks like he's got three more at least. Oh, well, he's signed for three more. Yeah, well, I mean, there you go, right? <laughs> so, so he's probably got three to five, probably.
1: Yeah, I, I think he can go on for a
0: while. Uh, remember when there was talk of... Fans wanting him traded. Oh, dude. <laughs> and I don't know think Collingwood... Uh, Eddie McGuire, I remember hearing on um, Triple M back a couple of years ago, I think, when Collingwood were chasing him. Yeah. Collingwood threw the kitchen sink at that man. Everything. They threw bulk money. They threw everything at him. They ended up getting Lyndon done. <laughs> but Michael Hurley is... Because like Eddie Maguire said, players like Michael Hurley are as rare as rocking horse poo. In that a guy that is that strong, that mobile... Intelligent, he is a proper number yeah. five draft pick.
1: That's why we weren't concerned. Like we said it on the podcast when we were talking about Happel and Hurley. So we're not even concerned that they're just out of form. They're not concerned no. about their long term, no, 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 future. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Players can, you know, Buddy's been out of form. You know, everyone, players go out of form, but but in the end,
0: talent will shine
1: through big time.
0: And that's the thing that this season is such a tale of literally two, almost two halves of a of a year. The first half where Mm. everybody's looking at Hurls going, Hurls can't kick at the moment. Hipple can't kick at the moment. Imagine
1: if you watched last night and the Essendon Carlton game back-to-back, how weird it would be viewing now.
0: Actually, we should do that, man. We should see if we get a look and going. what the hell? Seeing half
1: the team in one area of the ground, totally structurally dead, you know, just couldn't know how to kick, you know, wouldn't know how to chase.
0: I swear Mm. in five to ten years' time, somewhere Mm. around there, someone's going to, like a reporter's going to go write a book or something on mm. what the hell happened. Mm. Like, because there's got to be something that went on in the start of the year mm. or that wasn't happening or that's, oh, I hate to say I it. I mean, some
1: things were documented though with an assistant coach leader. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, it's,
0: seriously, <laughs> yeah. if that was it, then man, oh man, he needed to go real fast. But bear, now the, the wider back line. Right now, you've, you you were sitting in the uh, in the really expensive seats, uh, <laughs> sipping on champagne and uh, and you. Tell us all about what you saw from that angle.
1: Uh, yeah, thanks for that. It is weird having an eye fillet at a before a match. I, I bet have, it is at the G. Um, but I'm not complaining. But the problem is, you know, it wasn't the G? It, it was like a, a corporate crowd, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and they were wanting just to just to stay there. And I'm so, and I just told them, "Sorry guys, I'm out of here. Like, I need to be in the crowd." This is the biggest game of the year. Yep. Bye. Like, 42,000, 42,
0: Yeah, yeah. Forty two thousand and an interstate side. But look, let's, let's talk about
1: Goddard. And he, so with Myers, I was watching closely. But then uh, in the first quarter, I was watching Goddard really closely because I just wanted to see where he's at myself. Because I and I had such a good view. And it was funny because Robo was two seats behind me, and he actually tweeted about it as well. So it's interesting. We both came away thinking the same thing about Goddard, that he is nowhere near spent. That he's he's looking a bit yeah. old. The old boy's got a few niggles, but but his importance to the side structurally, and I mean that by I didn't understand fully the extent of how much he coaches from the back line, and and even he coaches the midfield as well. There's at the end of goals, or or if there's a just a ball up or a stoppage. He would be yelling out to the wings, um, to or to get guys out of the wings to to set up their defensive structure properly, and they were all listening. And he was the one that going with Hooker as well, and Hurley going to Francis, going to McGrath when he's coming back, setting up the young guys. This is what you do. This is how you're doing it. He was so good in his communication. I know he gets a knock on it, but this was obviously a more subdued. Uh, this was more. Must- it really felt like a coach was out there. Yeah. And it, it it actually affects your whole structure. And I just quickly realized how important he was to the whole backline setup and the hooker and Hurley as well. So I'm not downplaying them. They're they're very much big leaders as well, and they're doing the exact same thing. But there was but something they- about watching Goddard. It was so. In- you could tell he had such a big influence in the way we were playing and the way we were set up. Probably from the backline to the midfield. Uh, so. It just gave me a good eye-opener. Uh, but I, I have to talk about number 10. Uh, I'm
0: so now excited. Ben, it's, it's, <laughs> it's taken a good long period of time to get him into the side. <laughs> what did you notice?
1: Yeah, look, obviously, I mean, you, you're also drawn to watching him as well. So I wanted to see how he was going. How yeah, moved, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving really well. Uh, one thing I will say about Aaron, he's not a person who seems to get flustered, which is kind of, Funny, I guess, with the off-field, probably news of, of what's yeah. been happening. But he does seem quite relaxed on the field. Like, he seems under control. And for a first game in a couple of years, and, and he would know that a lot of people watching him and and sort of evaluating where he's at. Yep. His control over it, his passing and his skills, it was like, he, he, he was... It was pretty amazing to watch. And, and I know he's only got it 14 or 15 times. But he's actually only played 68% of the game. So he's played by far the less out of any other player. Put,
0: put 30 or another 20% on that and he yeah. has 20-odd possessions. Yeah, yeah, Which is perfect. Thanks very much. Coming off a back line. Exactly.
1: But it's just like he did probably three of the best kicks of the game. Like, he, he had two in the inside 50s where he just almost dissected between two or three guys and it's actually Zach Merritt dropped an easy chest mark on one of them but then the other one I think it might have been a Myers mark which is a great kick and then he had he took, had a uh, possession, took a mark from half back. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. and, and just,
0: totally faked it. Yeah, he he looked like he was going. He, he looked like he shaped His, his up eyes were down the, the wing, that's and he hooked his leg over. And as he just yeah. kicked it, he has he has deliberately pulled it short and in towards yeah. the centre, and hit the dude on. It the You hear the
1: crowd reaction because we all saw it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like, like but no. it,
1: you know, you know, with. With Aaron, I mean, it's just a sampler because, uh, I mean, after the game, you know, I was just saying to some of the friends, you know, you know, this is. This is like 20% of what I believe, Of what he's capable of doing, What this yeah. kid's capable of. Yeah. But you do see it, though. You do go, oh, that's that's really, really yeah. good.
0: <laughs> and again, I, we saw the, the really good signs of the things that Aaron does exceptionally well. The reasons why he's drafted and the reasons why he's been playing down back for all those weeks, right? Yeah. Is that I saw him a number of times. He didn't actually mark it, so it's not a stat. <laughs> but I saw him in front of the pack... Yeah, yeah. ...going up for the contested mark. Now, pretty soon... He's he's he does get his want, on it. bingo, yeah. right? He's yeah. one of the best contested marks and floating in uh, marks I've, I've ever seen, right? So pretty soon those turn into hooker style um, marks where yeah. he's up against a lot of people, but comes down with the grab. So everybody that's out there in in uh, in sort of uh, listener land, Aaron Francis gave us a little taste. He gave us a taste of what the kid can do, yeah. And he made look. I was thinking about him when I was, I was watching him, and he he looks laconic. Yeah, yeah. He looks a bit sort of slow and like you said, he he doesn't get flustered. Absolutely doesn't get flustered. I think, like you said, with the off field stuff, maybe maybe he needs to get a bit flustered because it's it's clearly affecting him. But I think Essendon and as much as everybody wants to see him in the side, um they've waited, waited, waited and waited and waited till they're hundred and ten percent sure of the kid. And he looked at home last night. Yeah. He absolutely looked at home. He's a massive unit. Um and what what he brings to our club is is extremely rare, yeah. both ends of the ground and everything in between.
1: But it's like we said last week. I mean, even though those kicks we're talking about, it's what we said last week. He just has this ability to do something that not many other people can do yeah. in different ways, either marking or kicking. He he can, he can do a, a he can do a possession or mark that is just not everyone has that ability to do. And that's yep. what separates him on potential. Yep, absolutely. But uh, I want to talk about um, Adam Saad. It, what a is year he, this guy's having. Is guy he the is best having. of the three?
0: Like, you, how, how do you separate him and Devin? I well, feel like Smith
1: probably overall just pegs him. Because of the goals. I mean, he, he keeps but, kicking goals, Devon. But it's so close. Like Saad is just having an amazing year.
0: He, it, it's like he was made for our yeah, club.
1: It's an insane trade period. Like, I keep going it's, back
0: and going after the game. I, I swear, a, people, get on get onto the Lunchtime on Catch-Up podcast Facebook page, and if you can tell me... Um, whoop, look at our technical issues again. No, we're back. <laughs> it's okay. Um, if you can tell me a better trade period for a single club. Like, it's a, insane. A, apart from GWS and Gold Coast getting every draft young draft pick kid in the world. But tell me, seriously, if you can tell us what club has had a better result from a single trade period than getting the Triple S. But
1: GWS must be a little bit
0: confused, I reckon. Just going, what... He told him. What the hell is He this? told him he wanted to be a midfielder. yeah, And they just said, no, we've got every midfielder in the world. But would he have played world. to
1: that level, do you reckon? That's well, the thing, I don't know. Uh,
0: well, but this Is, is, the is thing. it
1: just a new environment because he's with family at home? Is it the whole package? A, a little bit of that. I but, I mean, uh,
0: but I think GWS have got Whitfield and Hopper and all these yeah. guys. Would he always have been the sort of... The, the next yeah. rung. but even and Maybe if this, it,
1: maybe it is a, a club actually saying we're really relying on you. You're a pivotal
0: person. Go nuts. Yeah. Because he was, that was one of the things that he was like traded because of. Yeah. He has no pressure. Yeah. He, in the forward line he would never tackle, not never tackle, but he was not known for his pressure and his tackling and stuff like that. I reckon he's making a statement to the AFL and GWS by leading the comp in it. <laughs> nice. Like you can't get away from <laughs> Devin Smith. He's our swarming <laughs> defense with him and Waller. Like, oh man. You, oh well,
1: yeah. Wallace eight tackles as well.
0: Oh it? man! But, uh, but to finish off on Sadi, Sadi, he looks like he was built to play at Essendon. Between him and um, play O'Connor, Eddie Head, <laughs> Connor. Keep calling him O'Connor. Connor, McKenna, and at Eddie Head. Right? Yeah. Seriously, they, ru-
1: they rule Eddie Head. Oh two. man, McKenna and Sadi. You just...
0: can't catch Sadi. Like even if he's he gets an awkward handball and he knows he's flat footed and the guy's directly in front of him, he just trusts himself to run backwards 15 yards and then get a half-decent kick into the forward line. Yeah. His, his run off half-back is dead-set the um the benchmark for the rest of the comp. Every yeah. other club would kill to have that kind of run off the back line and run that often ends up in the forward line kicking the ball deep. Not just running inside 50 and kicking down towards a wing, man. He's, yeah. he's getting the ball on a wing and kicking it into the forward line. And I tell you what, a, a person...
1: Who doesn't get talked about much? Um, but Mitch
0: Brown, it's just—it is that dirty caterpillar under his nose. But whatever he's done, he's incredible at the moment. Yeah, he's presenting
1: time and time again, and I, like I'm generally shocked because I'm—I look—I'm putting my hand up at the start of the year. I—I I would if someone said Mitch Brown's going to play most of your games up forward, I'd go, "Oh God, what's gone wrong?" Yeah, what happened? And that's to- just being honest. Yeah, but it's like. He deserves every spot,
0: every week. A revelation, man. Like, hes he looks like... I reckon he's hes dropped maybe five kegs. Like, he looks lean and quick. Because I think what they might have said is that, mate, our game plan is such that we're a bit like Joey D. We want you running all over the shop taking marks. And they've said, if you get rid of a few kegs, right, maybe you the engine can be a little bit bigger and you can run all over the shop taking marks. Now, he's presenting. He's getting hammered. He's got an incredible right boot, man. Accurate mm. as you like. That one um, after the siren, that yeah. was huge for the club. It
1: was a big momentum
0: killer for Swannes, Massive. They were up, and then we kicked.
1: Two goals in 90 seconds. Two goals in 90, and 90 seconds in yeah? Front. yeah.
0: That's insane. Um, other guys in the back line. Um, well, look, I mean, I thought
1: when um, McGrath went down. Yeah, the back Andy line, McGrath. He was really, really instrumental, actually, McGrath, when he went down back. Hooker is hooker, man. I mean. Oh, it's just.
0: He's so just, reliable now.
1: <laughs> I know. I could, you could easily have him in the top five in that cold Easy.
0: Game. And this is why people go, oh, we'll mm. have to move Hooker. We'll have to move him down to the forward line. I reckon the Bombers are going, no, we're not. Well, is it yeah. He's so perfect down there. You just don't have to worry about him.
1: It was interesting Terry Wallace saying how much he loves the side that we picked because he said, I'm so glad Essendon didn't pick Stewart. Um, he said because that now that forward line with Stringer in is really unpredictable, and you and there's there's merit to that. A little bit like Richmond, yeah. It's a very unpredictable. If they can make it happen, yeah. Yeah, because Fantasia, Waller, Stringer, they're all unique in yep. their own style, and it makes it very chuck hard Devin to know. Chuck Devon Smith in there, yeah. getting
0: roven packs and stuff. But I mean, this is the thing: we've we've got the not the luxury, but yeah, sorry, we've we've got the ability now to chuck in a tall guy if we want if we want that marking presence and the square up in the middle. Great, Chuck Jimmy Stewart in there, but yeah. um, and when Joey comes back, the man walks in. I don't care. He walks into the club and walks into the <laughs> side, and we put him in the forward line. Yeah. But um, yeah, th- the 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 unpredictability is incredible. Yeah, I mean Mark Bagley. <laughs> oh, Mark Bagley. I have dead set. I have the biggest man crush on Mark Bagley. <laughs> if you want pressure, he just gives everything, every everything. single game. Yeah, like he's 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 been a defender his entire life. He's an old mate from Frankston. Who's who? All he is is just effort, effort, effort. He, Aaron Francis has got more talent, raw talent, yeah, in his little finger than Aaron than um, Bagley's got in his entire body. But man, bags every single week has embraced this new forward role. He doesn't give a crap if he kicks four or five goals. He's there to kick one or two and put pressure on the opposition, and he does yeah. it consistently now. Yeah. Incredible move by Woosha. Uh,
1: one of the most incredible stats I think Essendon Football Club has had in years is. Is tackles inside fifty being twenty to three, um, and and that's just that's an incredible stat to to have a forward buy in that forward set up buying that much to so when you get it inside fifty to lock the ball in as hard as you can and swans swans really like to generate off half back and they just could not get their run on because because yeah. Bagley. Fantasia all these guys were just sheer pressure. So I was just, wondering
0: what was the what was the stat you told me about the amount of um forward entries? Uh, the well yeah, 50s? I mean
1: have a have a listen to these stats. So I did did some stats over the last 2 weeks. So if you look at inside's 50s and this is the total for the last 2 weeks against an opponent. For inside's 50s, Essendon's had 134, the opponent has had 75.
0: Yeah.
1: So we've almost doubled. Yeah. Inside 50 tackles, 35 to 9. That's massive. Center clearances, 31 to 21. And, you know, Fremantle's a good clearance team. Mundy yeah, and all them absolutely. are big boys. Yep. You know. Uh Disposal, 757 to 644. Scoring attempts, 68 to 31. So we're smashing teams. Now,
0: I always wanted to ask you a question about that, right? With bags and Waller and all of the pressure that's happening in our forward line, Jakey's chasing dudes, everybody's yeah. chasing people, right? How do we get... What was the stats for in, um, inside 50s in this game? It was like... 72 to 39. 72 to 39 is insane, right? Is that because the ball goes in, right? Standard yeah. sort of kick in from the center, goes into the middle, goes into the forward 50. Whatever happens, maybe the, the like there's pressure, Bags is chasing people down. They get a ball outside 50, just outside 50, yeah. and then the ball comes straight back in because the Bombers are there. I, I don't think that's... I think it's just because we put so much pressure on the kick coming yeah. out of their, their forward yeah. 50 that people were doing that to us at the beginning of the year. We've just got a nice big wall sitting across the, the centre line kicking the ball straight back in.
1: Yeah, I mean... They will obviously talk about as a club how to get slightly better on efficiency going forward, because once they do, they they can really start blowing teams away oh, early, mate. Um, this game felt a little bit different. There was always a lot of rush behind, so it wasn't like a total kicking inaccuracy. Uh, but just said after the game, they asked him the question about the inaccuracy in the game, and he, he felt I, I kind of agreed with him. He just said, "Look, look, in all honesty, a lot of some of our kicking points were really from pressure acts where we." Cr- where we've tackled, quickly got the ball and you know snapped it from a very
0: hard yeah, angle. Yeah.
1: Um, but it's I was, I'd rather that than, than nothing else.
0: Shots on goal is what you want, man. So um, 16, what was it? 16-19? Yeah. 16-19. And, and this is the thing, Bomber fans. Scott and I were sitting there talking at the beginning of the game going, oh man, if we beat them by like one point, I'll be... or 15-19. Um, we'll be ecstatic if we beat them by a point, right? Because Sydney's always real hard to beat. Yeah. Those 19 behinds, let's just grab... I don't know. If three of them. If we had have kicked three more goals out of there, it it's turns into win. a it's yeah. a ten goal win, man, and we would have pumped Sydney. Well,
1: we picked nineteen behind, nineteen behinds, and Sydney's had sixteen total scoring shots. That's
0: insane, man! <laughs> so, so incredible. Well, what we'll do is we'll take another break here on the lunchtime catch up podcast, and uh, we'll come back. a Few more players, and uh, we'll talk about maybe next week.
1: Yeah, the big Hawks game. That's a huge, huge game. Man. All right, thanks, guys.
0: Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now, I think, Scotty, we've gone sort of through a lot of the players. And, I mean, there's people like we just did in the break there. We discussed Tommy Bell Chambers. You could go through 22 players on that <laughs> list and and comment on every single one of them. But I guess... Um, what we'd like to do now, I think, is our three-two-one. The hardest three-two-one of the year by far. The easiest and the funnest, but you quite feel, literally yeah. the hardest. because You feel like you're
1: letting down about eight players.
0: I want fifteen guys in my three-two-one. <laughs> <I know>.
1: Seriously, <laughs> look, so, it's a little bit of random in that, but we've kind of just decided to agree
0: for the first this time. This is amazing. Like, I think we've we've got a consensus three-two-one here on the, on the catch up podcast. Um, we've both gone with uh, first number one vote. We've both gone uh, Heppel. In that 31 touches, the man's everywhere. He's captain everything at the moment. Deserves more than one vote, but he gets one vote, right? (laughs) Um, David Myers. David yeah. Myers, we both had a good chat about this one in that his complete game... His influence
1: on the game... Absolutely. ...being not just his own game, but Kennedy as well.
0: Absolutely. The the the, the goal, the possessions, the throwing his body at it, and... Shutting him down. To stop down Kennedy. Down the most Incredible. dangerous player on the field, yeah. Absolutely. And three votes. Do I even need to mention the man's name? The Bear. The Bear. <laughs> um, the Bear, Michael Hurley. Hurls, I know you listen to the podcast. If... Mate, if you play a game like that again, seriously, my head's going to come off. I'm sure there's a Michael Hurley sponsorship coming up soon. I reckon there could have been. There was almost, I was on the phone to him last there's night. Is the bear product coming up? There could be. There was, I was on the phone to him last night and I almost got the, the sponsorship over the line. I we'll should see. encourage it, should I? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Michael Hurley, three votes, easily the best on the field. Um, Buddy Franklin will have absolute nightmares about that game for the rest of his life. Um, I saw him. Uh, I saw a photo on Facebook of him having a joke at the airport and stuff. Jeez, mate, I, that's a uh, that's pretty happy for having your pants absolutely removed from you. But anyway, so three, two, one, um, <laughs> Hurls.
1: One point one million dollars a year
0: will do that to you. Yeah, well, true. <laughs> After the game, I might just go home and bathe in my money. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hurley Myers in Heppel. That's it. Well, sorry, I shouldn't have a drink right then. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was looking somewhere else. Scotty's having a quick sip of, of Coke. And I go, 3-2-1, uh, over to you, Scotty. That's exactly the 3-2-1.
1: <laughs> Obviously, we won't even mention the names, but there's about eight plays. Oh, it was I a team so. effort. Let's. So we're not go, we're not going to have massive emphasis on the 3-2-1. Because yep. we just love the fact that we turned into a fully professional club and we're ruthless. So I'm... People who know me know that's my perfect, my perfect game. Absolutely.
0: Now, um, some news out of the club this oh, week. Oh yeah,
1: it sounds like, um, from what I'm hearing, is we're going to sign the biggest sponsorship deal in AFL history, which is again, uh, we're killing
0: it off the field, Bomber fans. We I don't are think killing the, it off yeah, the
1: field. I don't think the name's been revealed yet. Uh, but it's three million a year, and I think Kia was around two million a year, so it's a big, big deal. It's incredible. Um, I think Kia's is moving to uh, GWS. As their sponsor, it sounds like it's a very mutual, kind of respectful decision because ah, they've,
0: they've been with us for ages.
1: And yeah. it's probably time to try something different. We're obviously got something that we just couldn't refuse, um, but it's a big, big thing for the club to have. And look, even uh, we've now ticked over seventy nine thousand members, That's which is insane. huge. So. We've gone from, yeah, something like 57,000 members to 68,000 members to 79 at the moment in three years. It's incredible, guys. That's absolutely 21,000 new members
0: in 24 months. A couple of people (laughs) that I know or one person that I know does listen to the podcast. Um, A big congratulations to Xavier and the board. Like, seriously, from an Essendon supporter's point of view, you couldn't be doing any better off the field if we tried. Sponsors, new facility, incredible membership, Incredible turnout from the fans. And that's the other thing, too. Congratulations to all of us that turned up to that game. Sounding loud. 40 odd thousand people with an interstate club. Xavier's got to be smiling at that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Which kind of leads into next week because we need those fans against our arch enemy, Hawthorne. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to beat Hawthorne. I really want to beat them badly. We're going to go in with favourites, I think. I think that should. Are we better now? We better be. I think the bookmakers may have us favourites. One thing I do like and is that the fact that Hawthorne have to play at four o'clock in Perth. It's only
0: six days for them, or something. Yeah, six day so turn a six day
1: around. break and and from what I hear, that Perth Stadium is really hard on your feet. You get very okay. sore. Um, so it's a good opportunity for us. We're gonna have already two days rest. I mean, they still a professional club, so yeah, but it's the small things. This is what we said about Sydney. You come out if we can come out of that same
0: intensity. I think we can take him. I honestly think that the club understands what we need to do to win now. Yeah. What we need to do to win is exactly what we did against Sydney. If we do that every week, I seriously, apart from Richmond and, and maybe Collingwood, but annoyingly as that is to say, um, if we play like that, show me the club that's going to beat us. Seriously, I yeah. If we play like that against Hawthorne... yeah, you
1: feel like there's kind of just two clubs at the moment that have probably got our measure a little bit.
0: Ah, it's because they're 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 at the peak of their games, and, but yeah,
1: and that's fine. And that's it. People got to remember too. Even with Richmond, I will say that even with Richmond, form can dip sometimes. It's oh. you know they're they're at at the highest level, but it doesn't always happen, and it. And it's probably a bit of a warning to us as well. But but form can dip. Like you you can suddenly get two or three key injuries. Like Richmond's run on injuries is crazily good. Yeah, like they don't have the Martin or nah. Cotschin or anyone. They don't have anyone like that rewild or injured. Yep, uh, they just had a dream run. But if suddenly Martin goes down with a leg injury and Cotchin goes rant, out,
0: rants is out for three the weeks. Whole or something chain, like that. The whole yeah. chain, the whole chain, everything
1: Absolutely. changes. So look for us. It's really only one thing to do. we have just got to keep getting four points. I think the percentage is too way too far behind yeah, for us man. to catch up. We just have to keep winning, and and we're still an. It's crazy as it sounds. We're still outsiders to even make the eight. Absolutely, so, I, know, I don't... You feel like eight of the last ten. How could you not beat? But
0: uh, I, finals for me are just. Yeah, I'd I'd love to play finals, and that's great. And I'd love to, see, but I'd mostly I want to see the club just keep winning like this. Yeah, just keep qu- keep learning who their identity is, and and really demonstrating to the rest of the league that we're the next cab off the rank, boys and girls.
1: Well, didn't you love Saharaka's comments on s c n when they asked him about the finals, and his comment was great. He just basically said today. Look, I'm not really concerned about finals, to be honest, at the moment. The key thing for us is that we found our identity. Yeah. And that, moving forward, is a bigger thing to have found than just making the eight, you Absolutely. know, scraping into the eight. It was key for them to find out a game plan and identity and structure that works. And um, and wins are going yeah. to come from there.
0: Yeah, That's and, what they've got to concentrate on. Don't worry about winning the game. Worry about finding out your identity that works, and mm-hmm. you'll win the game. It'll come the, the the wins will come from the hard effort and hard work that they're putting in. So with, with people like Jimmy Stewart sitting in the two still to come in, Joey D's going to be maybe coming back, who knows. He's been Zara running for Arcus. 2 weeks Joey D now. Yep, Zaractus is is back and firing and Jakey String is okay. Mate, this club sky's the limit and it no, might I mean, not be yeah. this year.
1: Did you find at the moment when you saw the team named on Thursday when you went from back to forward, you went Gee, that's actually quite a good team. <laughs> oh, mate, <we've laughs> like got... with Zahrak is coming back yes. and Stringer back, Francis Parrish in, back in the side. Know, but, pra- yeah, it's it's a quite it's from line to line.
0: It's it's a very strong team. Absolutely.
1: And with Bell Chambers' form, it's really a complete whole.
0: Like I said, yeah. I, I, I want to make you a special effort, a uh, special reference to Belly. The man's been a tower of work. He's he's absolutely doing incredible effort. So, mate, if you're listening to it, Belly, congratulations, <laughs> mate. Um, really, really good effort. But next week, Saturday Arvo, Hawks game, massive. Yeah, um, arch I'm gonna, rival. Gotta arch rival. We've got to beat them. Everybody get there and be as loud uh, as you possibly can. Um, For
1: me, there's Carton, Collingwood, but there's no one I dislike more than Hawthorne. It's, it's always been me since the yep. 80s. It's just something that's in me... I need to embarrass Thresh... Killed, the ten
0: goal, <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> loss.
1: I just want, I, I don't have any sympathy <laughs> for, <them. laughs> for the Hawks. No, I want them beaten badly. So by I'll, us, I'll specifically
0: there. by us. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So next week, Saturday, Arvo. Um, everybody, get out there. Thanks very much for um for everybody listening to the podcast. We've had some really great numbers again. Um, we and really we, appreciate your your feedback that you're giving us as well.
1: And look, by the way, our subscriptions have gone up crazy. So yeah. So we had like a ten or twenty percent increase. So, look, it's the best way of listening to our podcast. If you go onto SoundCloud channel or our iTunes channel, just click subscribe. And, you know, as soon as this is over and I load it, it comes into your... It comes into your phone or desktop or whatever straight away. Yep, you can and find you can out. listen before we even advertise. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
0: also too, if you if you don't do that, you can. Um, Scotty chucks the links on our um, on our Facebook page, the lunchtime catch up podcast Facebook page. So you can find Scotty and I there. Ask us any questions you like, suggestions, um, whatever. Yeah, suggestions, feedback, and stuff. You can find Scotty on his um, True the Red Sash Facebook page as well, or Scooter on um, Twitter. Um, I'm not doing the Twitter thing currently, so you can get me on the Facebook page. Actually, I've
1: got, I've got a question to ask from people. Where are you on Twitter?
0: Oh, really? Yes. Uh, I should I probably should get it. Yeah, and I'm not doing it currently, but I, I probably should. We'll, we'll, we'll look into that. We'll so in. um, that's every that's it, everybody. Um, thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you after the Hawks game, probably with like the lid all the way off um, after another big win. So thanks, everybody, for listening.
1: Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Bye-bye.